Hello, my name is Daniel, creator of Zero Waste Daniel, a line of gender-free clothing and accessories all made from upcycled scrap fabrics here in New York City. Hi, I'm Chris DeRosa. I'm a television producer who is responsible for making some of your favorite reality shows. I'd tell you which ones, but I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed. I'm super into sustainability. And I'm trying to be less of a garbage person. We're going to answer your questions, some about creating less waste, and some about taking out the trash in your life, human or otherwise. Then we'll review some products, trends, and services that claim to be saving the planet. Will we give them our stamp of approval? Or will we ultimately come to the conclusion that this is not sustainable? Hello, Daniel. Hello, Chris. My friend Tahira will be here very soon. Really excited about that. Cannot wait to talk to her about being a mother. Yeah, she is a relatively new mom. Has a baby, the cutest baby I've ever seen in my life. From the conversations that I've had with her already, it's very wasteful to have a baby. From all of the young parents I know and everything I understand about child rearing, it is an incredibly wasteful, disposable industry. It's also hard because your child's going to grow out of the clothing that you buy them. Your child's going to grow out of the shoes that you buy them. Your child is going to grow out of a lot of the things, but they do need those things at that size at that time. A hundred percent. Being a parent is inherently growth and change. So the needs of your kid are always going to grow and change. And I think that especially living in New York City, living in a major metropolitan area, your marketed convenience as a parent oftentimes. And so... There's something about the idea that your kid is going to grow out of something or they're only going to need it for a certain age or a certain amount of time that's sort of selling you disposability. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But there's also a pretty rich culture and tradition of, you know, hand-me-downs and thrifting and, you know, kids being able to mess stuff up and make a mess without it being too much of a problem i don't know what do you think it's hard because it's like do they do their clothes need to be pristine all the time no but at the same time like you it just seems like there's so many cycles of what they go through all the time that you're gonna have to eventually waste something or like i feel like that's a part of sustainability that has yet to be solved and might never be solved question mark i don't know well i think when you think you know pre the 40s or 50s or pre-industrial revolution, like children seemed to grow up without disposable stuff just fine and turned into like our grandparents and stuff. So what were they doing so differently? Were they just fine? I mean, in terms of like (laughs) living a normal life expectancy, yes. Oh, I'm thinking like clothing. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like there was clothing that was made from natural fibers. There was clothing that would, you know, people are like, oh, well, it falls apart. Yes, it's going to fall apart eventually. It's made out of a plant and, or like, you know, some filament that a worm poops out. And then eventually that will fall apart because it's a natural material and the world goes round because somewhere there are people collecting more of that material and processing it and making it into new pieces for us. 
or there's you know someone taking all the scraps of all of that stuff and sewing it together and making more like clothes. like you could be um it's interesting because it seems like there's so there's so many things marketed towards children however like hand-me-downs and things like that i feel like it's something that's very common Super common. Where, like, it's not as common for, like, people, like, adults to do, like, hand-me-downs or give people clothing or, like... Not uh, as much. I mean, mean, there are... I think, like, clothing swap parties are kind of, like, an adult version of that. What is that? Oh, my God. You've never heard... We should have a clothing swap. So, it's usually, like, people who, you know, similar enough sizes, right? You don't have to be, like, oh, you're a medium, I'm a medium. But, like, you know... Hats, shoes, bags, t-shirts, anything you don't wear. Everyone brings a couple items to the clothing swap. And then you can take as many things with you as you brought. So it can be kind of fun to do a clothing swap with a group of people who have similar style or are similar sizes or, you know, just a fun social event, especially if you're going to do things like handbags where nothing needs to actually fit a size. That's a great way to keep things mix up your wardrobe yeah it's like sort of sustainable and you get to shop without spending money you get to give away things you don't use yeah that's fun we should do that well i'm like trying to pawn two suits off on you like today so we have to do that before you leave yeah so So i'm basically clothing clothing swap swap, do i owe you an outfit i don't know (laughs) um but yeah, for which I'm I'm excited to talk to her about like what kind of things she does or tries to like save money on or things that, you know, can be reusable. Because like there's diapers, there's this, there's that. There's so many things that just are inherently are going to like be disposable and don't and not for nothing, it's like a reusable diaper. Like that seems like that could be unsanitary. I don't I don't know anything so about them. But reusable it's, diapers are actually a really big industry and one of the things that makes it appealing for parents who are interested in sustainability is that a lot of reusable diapers come as a reusable diaper service. So you actually collect the dirty diapers and they get laundered for you. And oh, you that's get new cool. Ones. Right, it is kind of cool. That's and from everything I hear from parents, cloth diapers tend to avoid what's known as diaper blowout, which is like when like the poop goes Excuse up. Excuse me. <laughs> Listen, I'm just ta- telling you what moms have told me and, and, and dads have told me. Um, it's when the poop shoots up out the back up to the of back. the top of the diaper. Copy and that. It's like a reaction to the idea that these things are, you know, the diapers themselves are this like plastic material and they're not particularly breathable. So it can kind of create like an air pocket that shoots everything up towards the largest opening. And this is called a diaper blowout. Diaper blowout. Jeez. You heard it here first. Christ on a cross. But I will say for parents, it seems like there's a real struggle going on in the marketing of toys and clothes and food towards children because you want to have the healthiest life you can for your kid and the healthiest future and world for that kid. Yet you're also being sold the easiest, quickest, fastest, cheapest thing. So that's the one thing I will say is like, especially the, where I live is very much like young families. And it is something that I've noticed is like people becoming very sustainable and, or like wanting to be more healthy because of the child. And they don't want to feed their kid what we grew up eating, like Lunchables and like Doritos and like, all kinds of candies and sodas and blah, blah, blahs that like were all chemical based individually wrapped. Yeah. Portion sizes. And, and all that stuff is still out there and it is 
really common. I mean, you go to any grocery store and you're going to see a bag of like cut peeled apples, which I think is totally insane. I don't think it was quite at that level when we were kids. No. And the need for the convenience and the need for the individually wrapped stuff has seemingly gone through the roof. But at the same time, I feel like there are more mommy blogs and sustainability channels and things than ever where people are saying, don't do that. So it's hard to, I'm sure it's hard for her. And I'm curious to hear, to hear as experience with like, what, what am I willing to spend the time and the money on? And what is like, I don't, I don't care that it might be polluting the planet for the future of my child. So, and I think another thing is, I don't have a lot of time because I'm taking care of this child all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like most of your time goes to that child. So it's like, even if you want to have the healthier version or you want to have this, you want to have that, you don't might, you might not have the 20 extra minutes to like make that a reality for yourself. Well, and realistically, you know, studies change all the time. First it's healthy to drink coffee. Then it's not healthy to drink coffee. Then it's healthy to drink red wine. Then it's not healthy to drink red wine. So I'm sure there is a plethora of information out there about what is best practices for you and your child, but at the same end that your kid should not be drinking coffee or red wine, (laughs) but ultimately um, it's a personal decision how you're going to parent and you have to at some point make up your mind. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle this kid? And grapple with the idea that what I'm doing might ultimately be contributing to climate change, which might ultimately lead to the demise of our entire race. I don't know. It's a topic I try and kind of stay away from. It's also, there's so many things that you need that you never needed before. When you have a child, you need a diaper bag, you need diapers, you need like uh, baby powder or like wipes to like diaper rash clean cream. them. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's all the, you need baby food. You need this kind you of need food. You need blah, blah, blah food. You need, you bottle need, yeah, bottles, binkies. You need a, a, to, a breast pump. You need a thing to put your milk in. You need to, you have a bag that you put your little bottles of milk in. You need to have this. There's so many yeah. products of yes. it, it. It actually does. I'm just thinking about this right now. Like it actually does bring so many new products into your life that you never had a need for before. So it really is a place where you can start to become more sustainable and think if, you know, if the, if you're about to have a baby, this is actually a good place for you to start thinking about these things. If you haven't before, correct. It's also, you know, knowing that these are things that people have in their lives temporarily because your kid is going to outgrow them as part of success of using them. Is there a good way to get these things either secondhand or keep them in, you know, a community or a circle? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, are there people that you know that you could get these for and not spend a shitload of money on? Right. I mean, because even just think about maternity clothes, right? You're going to wear them for a few months of your pregnancy and then all of a sudden Outski. I have no need for these clothes. So is, is that a good place for a clothing swap or the sisterhood of the traveling maternity pants? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> that's our, that's our new podcast, the sisterhood of the traveling maternity pants. And we will be, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to hear. And she's just a wild woman. Well, that's another part of it, right? Is that this is, we're not talking to someone who's full, attention 24 seven is just being a mom. This is an example of a woman who's doing it all, doing it all. She, she is a producer. She does this. She, you know, she, she's, she's on a television show. A reality she, star. You know, she, she does 
everything. And that little baby is coming along for the ride. Exactly. And I think that's exciting. I think it's a really exciting time for women to be doing more than ever, owning more than ever. And so I think it's more pressure than ever to be doing it well and doing it right. And I'm sure that's really hard. And I bet she has some interesting insight. True. That is, yeah, we should ask her about that because that is very, and there are, there is such a pressure on mothers, especially now, and especially with all these mommy blogs and you have to be doing the healthiest thing and you have to be doing the blah, blah, because if not, you're a bad mom. Right. It's really fucked up. Have you seen those videos of like when they put the baby in the floaty donut and they just like let it float in a pool? (laughs) No. (laughs) That shit's wild. And it's like, you know, supposed to be really good for helping the babies develop like all of these reflexes and skills. And I'm like, that baby is in a donut and might drown. Okay. Is this the thing where it's like they throw the baby in the pool on yes, purpose to yes. then like make it flip over yes. so that it like can learn to not drown in the pool. I think it's related to that. But that's in like a floaty donut thing. Yeah. Is it under the water? No, it's like around its neck and it just looks like a floating <laughs> baby in a donut. <laughs> you can tell neither of us have I kids. need you to send me a video of this immediately. Oh yeah, I will. Immediately. And it's just like all these little like babies' heads in the water. It's very Cabbage Patch Kids. That's amazing. Yeah. Creeps me out. Oh my God. Okay. I need you to Google. What are you Google? What did you Google? Um, This is otteroo.com and it says the original baby neck float for babies two plus weeks old. Turn water into a new play space so babies can move and explore freely. Special needs baby therapy tool. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't have a baby and I would be nervous to do this with my baby, but these videos do really make me laugh. Okay, show me. I mean, that's crazy. Looking. Okay, I love it already. Okay, are head floaties safe for babies? Okay, let's look. What a, this spa is for babies is not supposed to be terrifying. I mean, love it. Love it already. Oh my God. This is what a baby spa. Okay, so it's basically a baby with like what you looks like it looks like like a, a small inner tube, like an inner tube, but around its neck. Oh wait, and then they're massaging the baby's back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're veering into territory that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look. oh my god, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Everyone just Google like literally. What did you even Google? Like baby spa neck floaty. I put like, baby it'll come floating right neck yeah. ring. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, it's supposed to. It's supposed to increase skeletal strength. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good for the baby. Oh, and, and then they're massaging the baby's face. This Okay, this is like a cash grab. <laughs> I still love it, though. You know, we'll do Can I do this? I want someone to just, like, rub my back and let me lay in this floaty oh, thing. Oh, my God, it's so baby is. cute. And the baby's, like, sleeping, and it's floating in its neck. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people? Yeah, that's terrifying. Well, on that note, what else are we going to talk about? Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to Tahira. All right, we have Tahira Francis with us, um, my love of my life. You may know her as TT on Growing Up Hip Hop on WeTV. She worked with me on Unorthodox Life, My Unorthodox Life on Netflix. We also did uh, The Big Shot with Bethany together. Um, she is someone I love very, very much. And we only met in the pandemic. Like, I didn't see her full face for like a long time. It's still shocking to see. Right? You. It's and weird. I love it. But I was thinking about that at lunch. It's shocking to see, see you. See your still. whole face. Because mm-hmm. we knew each other for so long, just looking into each other's eyes and being like communicating with only our eyes, basically, because we didn't have our full faces to like. Yeah, but I would try to take the risk and you'd be like double masked up. Yeah, I'd be like doing it. And I'm like, up. I just want to see you. But <laughs> did you guys like look at each other on social media? Did you? I mean, obviously you're on television. Yes. So but you knew what she looked like. Yes, but like not. 
that doesn't that still isn't the person in the like people yeah. look like they look like on social media but that doesn't mean you that's what they look like in person yeah. of course i mean i and not the person you're having lunch with and like trying to eat their food like it's a different like that face when you're trying to dig into someone's salad is different like when i'm glammed up and like of yeah course, of course yeah, I always feel like it's sort of like a guessing game. Like, what does the bottom half of this person's face really and some look people, like? Listen, and some people... Our it's, cast screamed when they saw his face for the first time. We were filming My Unorthodox Life, and they were like, you have a mustache? And I was like, <laughs> our cast. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you guys know what I look like. And they were like, we really don't. Because we've been on ones, like, a few Zooms with you, but, like... Other than that, like you've been masked, like we don't know what you look like. So I like backed up like a considerable distance. We yes. were outside. Yeah, of course. And I pulled my mask down and literally all four of them just started screaming bloody murder. <laughs> and the entire crew stopped what they were doing, put the cameras down and started just laughing Ooh, at us. Literally. Well, I, I, I think you look good without a mask I, on. They just were very startled by the fact that I had like full facial hair, Got which it. like if you, with a mask, that most of that is covered up. Right, yes. You're much more masculine in the lower half of your yeah. face. <laughs> See, you know, just if we're going to spend a second on it, between Chris, his shorts, and his boots, and the fast-paced walk, you don't expect a mustache. No. No, but I have one. It's, and it's. It fits once you see the whole picture. Without the beard, you do have a childlike sense of wonder. <laughs> and that's, which is funny because like Tahira and I would like, whenever like we would finally like take our masks off or be like, oh, we're at dinner. We're like far away. So we can like eating our meal and we're like eating our meals. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like what you actually look like. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. That's so, it's so strange because that's our entire friendship was born out of like being in masks, like being in COVID together. Like yeah. it's, yeah. It was rough. It was seven weeks in. Yeah. Um, so Tahira's here. She is not only on television, she works behind the camera. She is a mother of, he's what, one years old? Mm -hmm. The cutest baby in the whole world. You can go to TT or what, what's your Instagram? Yeah. T underscore Fran. I will not give him his own page because then no. all my followers will leave me. Yeah. So he's the only thing. Listen, he's bringing in the, the, the people. So if you want to see him, come to my page and subscribe. Has the cutest baby I've ever seen in my whole life. I have. A, I do have a picture with him on Instagram. Um, <laughs> he is very handsome. But Tahira is here and she's going to answer questions with us. But before we do that, I just want to ask Tahira, as far as sustainability goes, where do you feel? We were, talk, we were at lunch before this having a few drinks and we were talking about how basically you were saying like, it's really fucking expensive to be sustainable. Yeah. So one of my best friends from high school who also knows your good friend who went to my high school, my girl, Christy, mm -hmm, who also knows Christy. She's the great connector. Yes. So Alexis has changed her whole life to be sustainable clothes, what they have in their apartment, like her wedding invitations. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you have that much money because it is expensive. Like she bought lathe baby clothes that were sustainable and it was like $200 for 12 to 18 month clothes. That's insane. Yeah. He's going to grow out of it in no time. And my baby's beautiful and he's like well-rounded and chunky, but it's insane. Yeah. And I, I mean, he's worth it, but it's a lot to spend. It's hard to do that. Like, cause I, first I was like, well, maybe I'm not doing enough for the environment and maybe I should try. And I like, I did like two days and I was like, I can't afford this. It's yeah. crazy. You have a thing that you make baby food. Yes. Like by itself. Like mm -hmm. you have like a cooker thing mm -hmm. that is like, oh, that I not. like saw. And I was like, that looks really versus like buying like jarred baby food. So yes, I do make my own baby food. Cause that is one of the things where I think it is 
a bit of a waste. At first, I was doing these, like, subscriptions. Like, you know how people use their meal plan subscriptions, and they have some for baby, and they come in these plastic containers. And then I would see it in my trash all the time, and I'm like, now I'm definitely doing something wrong. You know, all these containers and the plastic spoons, and they are definitely not the turtle-friendly stuff Starbucks gives you. Yeah. Now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We love the turtles. (laughs) I like... I've had turtle soup once in Florida, but we won't talk about that. Didn't we love that too? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But so I use a food mixer from Biaba. It's this like French company that's amazing. And it literally steams, purees, and does whatever you want to the food to make different melodies. And it was part of my attempt to be sustainable and also give my baby really great food that I wasn't worried about what toxins. One, I think it's also like preserve, like it's like, think about like how processed everything is. Like it's like the baby food is like sitting there forever. It's there like that. There are articles so, in the right, Times that they have arsenic in baby food. It was, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. not That's good. not good. <laughs> and no way to control it. And that just the metals that they use in the company and like no one is testing it because it's not regulated the same way. Yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy. This is yeah. Something. I see. I see that on your Instagram all the time of you like cooking up the baby, and it look. It's like a cute little thing, and it like blends it up, and like it looks really nice. And I'm like, oh, that's actually like really. Biaba, like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Biaba's gonna come on here and fully tell you because I love them. It was a gift on my registry from my best friend from college, and it literally saved my life because it's easy to do, and I can steam his food, and then I can mix it, and then I can puree it. And now that he's even past purees, I can literally steam and cook in there it's oh cool it's amazing and it is it's super cute and it's pink and well i got the rose color obviously yeah but um (laughs) i know but it's so cute but it it made me feel also like i was doing more as a mom like i'm really trying to protect my kid and what goes into his body and i can totally control that and so there's an upfront cost of course whether it's on your Mm -hmm. registry or you're buying it for yourself but do you think that it's the kind of thing that is actually saving you money over time or do you find yourself like pouring more money into it because you're buying expensive groceries no so i do think this is one where you can see your return easily so yes i think it's 200 dollars. okay maybe. okay terms okay terms. Hello. you can see your return easily okay yes, terms ROIs. <laughs> before tv i worked in banking so let's do oh, i forgot yeah. all about that <laughs> No, but you really can. And so, like, to me, that easily makes sense. Like, yes, I'm spending this up front on this food helper maker, which is really great. But I buy my same groceries from Trader Joe's, which I do actually want stock in because I fully believe in Trader Joe's. Like, they've saved my life, too, in the wine department. And I feel like I feel like I have a hot take on Trader Joe's that it's like the packaging is out of control and that's something he's going to ding us for. But other than that, if they only could bring the packaging down, I feel like it'd be a perfect company, correct or incorrect. I, that's how I feel, yeah. yeah. It's new. It's new. a lot of plastic. It's, everything is in packaging. Everything is I, oh, literally, super from the packaged. minute that I told you that I wanted to do this podcast with you, I, that was like literally the number one thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that- The packaging at Trader as Joe's. As much as Trader Joe's is the best, like I'm upset. I buy ev- everything in this house is Trader Joe's. I- the boxes. The, the, all the packaging everything. is insanity. And then with like this, what is it, styrofoam on top in a plastic container. I do because yeah. actually, so my fiance travels a lot for work, which I don't miss him all the time, but I definitely do on recycling and garbage days. Yes. And that's when I'm like, why aren't you home? Right. Yeah. You know, because like, what? why am I chasing this garbage man at 730 in the morning? Because this isn't my job. When I went to go see Tahira's house and like brought her a housewarming gift and like saw her child and everything, Sean came out to give me cookies, which apparently meant like he really liked me a lot. Yeah. And then also 
which were like the cookies that you get like there's like 17 in the package. He and loves it's like Costco. A, he like, loves Costco Like the Costco cookies. cookies. He was like, these are really, they were really good cookies, that yeah. being said. For a while, I pretended I make them. Okay. Yeah. And then at the beginning of our relationship, then I got real. They're like, they're seven ninety nine at Costco. Love you. Sorry, yeah. I didn't and, make them. And he, <laughs> he gave me, she was like, he must really like you because he gave you these cookies. And then, and then the other thing that as we're like bullshitting and like talking and like sitting on our back deck, he's just like breaking down boxes like in the, in the yard. Right. And we right. only shop at Trader Joe's and Costco. It's really bad. Anyway, but that being said, Trader Joe's, you were saying you want to have stock in Trader Joe's because. Well, because. So, well, where we started was, is it worth it with this buying Biaba, which is sustainable and allowing me to cook food for my babies? And it isn't more expensive because I still buy my same groceries and just know the ingredients I'm putting in my baby's body, which is amazing. Um, And that is worth it to me because I can directly see how. It changes his life. It changes my life. I feel like a certain level of comfort. But with other things, sometimes it's like, I don't like wine bottles is somewhere else where I, I don't know what it's glass. I don't know what happens there. I can't, yeah, and I we, can't lie. Between the two of us, we can go through a few wine bottles and just as we already Hello. have, as we already have, and we're drinking right and now. And it's what? tough because, you know, glass is a renewable, sustainable material. Oh, so I'm doing good. You are, but it's in theory, in theory, <laughs> but it's hard to say where your glass is going yeah. and glass of different types has different values everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we as consumers are confused. Is this good? Is this bad? What should we do? Is my effort to be more sustainable, even adding up to anything. You were talking about baby clothes earlier, and that's something I would love to make. I mean, who doesn't love cute babies and cute baby clothes? But safety is a huge concern, right? So I don't make let's baby, do clothes. baby clothes. Let's uh, do let's baby clothes. Let's do it. Clothes. You have like the, 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 you want to talk about a partner of this bitch right here, right? Let's as you walked in, as you walked in the store, was she or was she not rolling calls as we were going? Literally, so just le- just letting you know, looking flawless, booking deals. It was unreal. Uh, honestly, if the if the pandemic taught us one thing, it's like we all need multiple sources of income. And I've always thought that way, but I've like exponentially, yeah, yeah. We have to let's but, do baby because that means something. My baby has to look cute, yeah. But also, like, I don't want anything leaking into his body. I'm like, I changed my whole mindset. It's insane. Well, so and this it's is like, where we get to the idea of like, is it worth it, right? Because it's so important not to have chemicals leaching into your baby's body, not mm-hmm. to be feeding him things that are toxic or unhealthy or not going to give him all the nutrients that he needs and deserves. So then it's really confusing what is good enough and what is worth it. So I agree. And that's my thing. Like I'm the kind of person who wants to be told, right? Like tell me what is the conscious thing to do? Like I thought I was buying great food from Bye Bye Baby and only to find out it was like, cause they said it's organic and whatever. It's shit. It's shit for him, actually. Like, I want to be told, like, if there is, if this is what it is, this podcast telling me, like, buy this thing. It is actually sustainable. They actually do right by people. Or, like, do this. This is a way where you can do a small footprint, you know? And I would do that. I just want to know how. Because I do believe in it. But I'm not always going to do all the research to figure out if this is actually legit or if this actually makes a change, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're... Where we get hung up and what we're all kind of looking for, whether we're like TV producers or mommies or whatever, is we want the convenience, but we also want authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the quick pouch food seems really great and more convenient, mm-hmm. but until you find out what's really in it. Yeah, until my friend comes over and tells me I'm like killing thousands yeah. of trees and like seagulls. <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, exactly. fuck, he's just eating well. Right. Didn't know I was like killing people. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
So that's the problem. Okay, so you two are definitely going to do a clothing line together, and I'm going to get 25% just because I made this happen, and I'll, like, be a co-EP situation that just gets... Uh, 15. Residuals, yeah. Okay, but let me go off on this Not for a second. 15, but okay. It's very stressful to make baby clothing because you need to make sure that everything is above board. Babies can put anything in their mouths. They can get you know, all kinds of rashes and skin irritations. I mean, these are like sensitive little but creatures. people don't do that. That's what's so scary. People don't care. So anymore. I haven't done it yet because I'm But you guys concerned. could care. You guys could care. Yes. So for me, I'm looking for... Also, I have a friend who sells at Whole Foods, and I feel like that's our in there. Like, does Whole Foods sell clothes? Yeah. It can't. Well, Whole Foods is Amazon now, so they sell everything. Yes. I went into Whole Foods, and they were selling, like, plush horses. I was Let's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Let's sell. And I want something. To, so my thing is also, sorry. And then I'm going to go back and be in line. But my thing is, Don't it's be, like, it's fine. Go ahead. You know what? Like lately it's been like this calling of like making a difference and doing something different. And also like making something that puts a mark and like, and I've been trying to like being a mom changed my whole life. I'm still like a crazy, can I curse on this? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm still a crazy bitch. And I'm like, Get me in Starbucks, and you'd be like, "That's a psychopath." Oh, uh, her, to hear a Starbucks, like to hear ordering <laughs> anything. Okay, at lunch before we wait, did wait, this, let, no. let's just like do it. Like you need to know. Hi, that. Okay, Miss, what are you having? What can I get started for you? Okay, so ugh, I'm confused because it's kind of hot out, <laughs> but I feel like I want a warm coffee. But it's co no, you're right. I'm gonna do an iced coffee. Okay, so, what size would you like? So I want a venti coffee, but in a grande cup. Okay. But I want the same amount. So I want a blonde roast. I know it's after 12, and I know you don't sell blonde after 11, but I still want blonde, and I'm sure you have it. And then I want six pumps of sugar-free vanilla syrup that goes in a venti, even though I'm asking for a grande. And I'd like extra ice and almond milk, a splash of almond milk, because I'm on keto, so I can't take a lot. And then give me a straw. That's like, that's mild. <laughs> wow. Like oh. the mild she, No, this is, this is a Ramona Singer special also. As you go, <laughs> what's your name to the, to the waiter? Oh, our waiter goes, I Mike, I go, that was a mistake. Gotta I, know your name. I said, Mike, that was a mistake. I yep. said that was a mistake for you to do. And that. I tell Mike he's gonna regret it though. I'm like, Mike, you're gonna regret telling me your name. I, I go, always love to learn a server's name. I go, Mike, that was, that was a mistake. You didn't need to, I go, that's not, you shouldn't have done that. And did he regret it? No, he was, no, no, she'll go, I was good. I was no, good. she was good. Sometimes today. I go in the kitchen. She was good today, but sometimes she'll be like, Mike, 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 Mike. Like she'll don't lie. That's not See, saying a different name. Everyone tells me that I am a lot like my father, but that I'm particularly like my father when I'm ordering in a restaurant. And I always like to know the server's name. And my mm -hmm. dad talks really low and really slow. And he'll be like, so Wendy. Oh, no, I can't. What no, we can't you do it. We, have, do we don't it. have time for that. Do we that. don't have time for that. It I was... already have, I have Audra just thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, then this woman's mother and I had dinner and when I took <laughs> lunch and when I tell you, I was, I looked at her and I said, this is, this is exactly, from. oh, I, I said, why am I surprised? She, her mom was like her times 10. And I was like, meanwhile, her mother is like regal and like gorgeous. Like her mother has. Like, I mean, if she's her every, time ten, she's got to gorgeous. Every reason my to do it. Should, my mom like, is like yeah. a calm, but she's a little, and she's actually way more friendly. Like mine, like my mom literally. So at least my mom, right? My mom is uber accomplished, and she's very. She was. She worked her way up. She was a teacher. She was a waitress. She was an actress, and then like went to law school and like worked at Goldman Sachs. Like my mom is. 
get her her salmon the way my mom wants her salmon. She's going to be very sweet. I'm like, sir, I'll fake an allergy. I want ice. Yeah, to hear us, we are in India. Yeah. Her mom is like, her mom is like confident. My mom's genuine. Her mom is confident in her like situation. <laughs> right. She's like, earned it. Like, um, sir. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this bitch. That's my I'm favorite like, line. Sir. I call, I call my fiance, sir. And my son, sir, when they're acting a little nuts. I'm I like, go, sir. I go, uh, I go. Listen, you need to get out of here. I, yeah. I tell the waiter, I go, you need to, I said, this is not. Yeah. This isn't for you. Yeah, you're in trouble. You weren't ready for this. If get this is your you first can. day, I'm your worst nightmare. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been here 20,000 times. It's like when I go to Houston's. Like, love that place. Love that place. But, you know, they used to have Houston's and they used to have Hillstones. Hillstones they yeah. still have Hillstones on that breeze. I know. I'm expecting Hillstone when I go to Houston. Mm. So I'm like, sir... I want three sides of onions. I know what three sides of grilled onions is. Don't get her. I've seen the number of times that I've watched this woman order grilled onions. <laughs> She's got to have them. You're not even. Uh, beyond. We'll move on it's out of beyond. my idiosyncrasies. Well, so I feel like this all leads to the path of, you know, this idea of sustainability. Mm-hmm. It's unsustainable to get. It's uh, not sustainable, which is the name of our podcast. Right. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to live at that level all the time. Yeah. What replenishes you? I mean, I don't know. I think that's like, it's a multifaceted question because like what replenishes me like emotionally is like things like this and it's like friendship and like having great time and laughing like that will build me up like no other. I think... I personally have this, which is why I like this sustainable aspect. You know, it's, I have a physical need to think I am making some sort of impact or making some sort of small difference, at least in someone else's life, whether it's very minute or on a grand scale, because it, it does make me feel better and it keeps me charged. Um, I like ginger shots too. Like, <laughs> big fan, big fan. Totally sustainable if you you're doing that, right? Yeah. You want to talk about a ginger? This woman. Yeah. She goes, I, is that your drag name? She goes, we need ginger It should. Goes, we need ginger shots. She's I like, just found it. I just found my drag name. We need ginger shots. Well, it's just going to be ginger shots. I can. But it does. But then again, if we're going back, back to Trader Joe's, that's shit in plastic. And like, I get them at like, two dozen at the time right and so i feel like if you if this is something that you want that replenishes you that helps you make better more sustainable choices is it frustrating that it comes in plastic is that something you think about is it something you care about so i'm borderline in like trying to do the right thing and that it also can't take too much out of me so 100 i'm it's very borderline. Like which, I want to, but at the same time, which like, is hard. But that's the other thing. About I'm not going to find like, glass bottle ginger shots. That's hard because it's not. You can't, like how much of my day am I spending like mm-hmm. going out of my way for 45 minutes to make sure that it's you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, in theory, especially for us and living in New York, yeah. It's like, I don't have the time to do that, and yeah. it's even like my friend's mom has like this juicer that I bought for like a way too much money me too but i like, bought a juicer too my grandma ruined it celery juice that was like and my friend's mom is like swearing by it. she's the healthiest person i know like she like is like so holistic she like does all the healthiest things and i'm like i'm like i'm buying this juicer she's so excited and then she, but she said when she was doing it and we were at her house it was my friend's wedding we were staying with my other friend for yeah and and so every morning she would wake up and she was juicing and she was like do you want some celery juice this is like what i take every morning it's my thing it's it's supposed to be so healthy for you but she said but what i will say to you is that like you as like a person who's like 
waking up to then like get ready to then leave the house and then go to the office. Like you, uh, this is a, I'm retired. So this is a part-time job for me. Mm-hmm. It's doing right. celery juice. I've, I did it for the first couple of days and then I was like, I don't have the time to like spend 20 minutes juicing the juice, then mm-hmm. drink it, then and clean the juicer. Every single piece of it. You yeah. Can't. I just invested in Tumblr and also to add to my crazy Starbucks order is now I bring my like Tumblr back and I'm like, can you wash it and then put my co- coffee in it? Like, I can't. I was going to ask, I, like, are are we bringing our own cup recently, to Starbucks? Recently, because Same. I'm like learning Same. and I'm trying, but also I don't wash it. Like, it's coming out of my car. Co- whenever, right. wherever I finish that drink is, is where, where that is cup where is. Yes. And now I'm going to them and I'm like, so I was recently in Mexico for eight weeks for a show. And I'm like, por favor, puedes lavar. Por, no tengo tiempo. Estoy, estoy durmiendo en un hotel. Like I'm doing this whole You're work every time that. I go that to Starbucks. That is working for me. Every That's time she knows how to be a fucking put muscle on people and everything. To be like, wash my, <laughs> my cup, <shit. laughs> sir, because I need a venti. Right. You know, but it's like nuts. But it's because I'm trying to do this thing. But it's it's also not sustainable for our lifestyle. So let me circle back on this because I feel like where we keep getting hung up as people Mm -hmm. is the intersection of wellness and sustainability. It feels like they should be way more connected. Mm -hmm. But actually, a lot of these things like a ginger shot that's supposed to help you be healthy and feel good is contributing to an unsustainable habit. This is not sustainable versus... Mm-hmm. making you feel better, which is supposed to make you able to live more sustainably. Yeah. Is that weird to anyone else? But I think it's as you become more conscious. Like, I don't think about it until someone else tells me I'm not being sustainable or, like, helping a lifestyle. Like, I'm thinking, like, great, I'm doing well with my ginger shot, and I am doing something great, and I already shop at Trader Joe's, and I'm pretty sure they take, like, nine nine cents and like give it to someone else like that i'm already paying <laughs> like who knows <laughs> no but you know it's like and then i want to be sustainable and i'm like oh holy shit now i'm doing something bad again but i'm not going to give up my ginger shot so what i'm trying to do now is like figure out where i take these empty bottles yeah. you know but now it's more work and it's it's frustrating it sometimes. is frustrating it's super but then frustrating I'm like, do i not care? like i went to my aunt's house in florida i won't say where but we were in west palm beach and, you know, it's like, she goes, no, her complex doesn't recycle. recycle. No. no. And it was everything yeah. in the trash. And I was like, uh, my fiance just told me what I have to do. And he put a sign above our trap, like, what's not allowed? Because he was like, you clearly don't understand what recycling is. Like, <laughs> he literally put a sign above. And he's like, and it's like the sign. And then he's like, he wrote on it, like, T, not this. Because he knew I wouldn't fully get it still. But not, now but I'm that, trying to not do all Not for nothing, the, that's what you need. Like, you need somebody to be like, all he loves me. Yeah, he truly yeah, loves no, me. That's, he knows you. That's why. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's then, what we all need. We need information that comes from a place of love. I feel like this whole movement, like you started this conversation by telling us you felt like it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being too expensive isn't coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of exclusion. Mm-hmm. We need options that feel like... I make healthy ginger shots for everyone. Yeah. And you don't have to have any waste. But that that's not the approach that I feel like most businesses are taking. And that's my thing with that food company too, Biaba. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was the thing I loved about Biaba when I started working with them. Because the thing was, mommy guilt and shame is going to come out the wazoo, right? For and sure. it's like, what are you doing for your kid? And like... And it's stay-at-home mom versus not stay-at-home mom. And I think there are 
very intricate on both sides on who shames you, right? But it was a thing where, like, I it didn't feel shameful. It felt like I'm going to try to do this effort, and thank God it takes less than 10 minutes to do this, yeah. you know? And then they have all these carrying cases. So, like, I'm making an effort in my morning before I leave on my busy day, and I probably polluted a lot of shit because I like spent the time to make my kid food instead of like making my coffee at home and which I have started to try to do. But it's, I will tell you, it's the one thing that I, I am like, this is so good. Yeah. Like making the coffee at home. And especially in like, I have like a metal, I do pour over uh-huh. and I'm like, it's I one thing where it's like, over. there's pour over like there's, old coffee on top of new coffee. No. No, it's Tara. where you like the I can't. the thing where you put <laughs> the her, coffee grounds and you pour show. the water over it and it seeps through. Tara. Oh, yeah. when they pour the water on the little coffee beans and then that like filters into. Uh, the, I'm not shaking my damn. It's I do pour Listen, over. But she it's orders like, the coffee. Yeah, she just orders the, exactly. She this doesn't girl. make. She just the orders coffee. and she doesn't care how it could be. Pulled out of the ground, pulled out of a well. She'd be like, okay, great. Yes, as long as it has sugar-free vanilla syrup in it, six pumps, I will will drink it. Okay, really quick story, and then we should move on to questions because I feel like we are running out of time. Yeah. Um, We were working on a show, and across the street from us was a Starbucks, so we would obviously go every day for like our midday coffee. And and the guy that was working, this is like in the height of COVID, so we're like, we're wearing hazmat suits like to walk out the door. And and we're getting tested like at least once a week. We're like, no, and we're like three times a week, and we're getting like the the devil put like like we're like scared by the grace of God that like we're gonna get it, we're gonna shut down the whole show. So we're like very careful. And the guy at the at the Starbucks was like, "All right, like who wants this?" And like it's like dancing and stuff. And 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 I'm like, "Tahira, I can't deal with this guy anymore." Like he's like making us like sing and like yeah. like he's like being. She goes, she goes, listen. As long as I'm getting that coffee, she goes, I'm doing the. She's like, I'll do a kickball change with the coffee. She goes, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're wanting she your goes, contagion. She fantasy. goes, listen. She goes, I'll shuffle step. She okay. goes, I will okay. shuffle ball change for a coffee. Okay. Which leads me in. And the last thing that I will say is that the thing that I learned the most about Tahira. And the the thing that I took the most from Tahira from working with her for like five months straight was uh-huh. she has the Tahira method, which is at a job. There's no one that I've ever met before that has like the biggest no that I like. She's the one that's like, absolutely not. She puts her foot down. I was like trying to learn that. That's so hot. I You were brought into my life because I needed to learn that. And mm-hmm. you learned it. I learned it from you. Seriously. For real. She is the first person to be like, absolutely not. And this and the Tahira method is as long as my checks are clearing. And as long as I'm getting my lunch paid for, like, we're good. We're good. We're good. But it's also a certain level of respect, right? Like, sure. especially in production, right? So it's insane. I'm like, I want my paycheck each week. I'll always settle for whatever paycheck this is. And I want my lunch. Yeah. And I want a nice lunch. Yeah. And if not, don't talk to me. So something that I think about a lot with sustainability is this idea of, like, being able to sustain doing something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like regardless of whether or not it's good for the earth sustainability it has like an actual other meaning and it sounds like for you to feel like a job is sustainable you better be getting that lunch yeah i better be getting my lunch and i want a good lunch and we talk about sustainability here we go on sustainability listen go off i do not want fast food i want something that is going to fuel my body and that's something where i've learned later in life too on sustainability like your body can't have trash you don't do well on yeah. trash anymore. It's like, I want good, even if it's in smaller quantities, and that's when we talk about it's worth it. You go to certain places, but like, I want good food in my body. Yeah. I want 
the right carbs that'll he- keep me going. I want good juices, even though juices are high in carbs and I'm off carbs. It's a whole thing. But like, that's right one thing that that's one thing that a producer that I worked with a lot, Sarah, uh, your girl that did um, returning the favor on mm-hmm. Facebook Watch. She was always we did a show for yeah. a lifetime, and she was like, I don't want. I need a healthy lunch. She mm-hmm. goes, I don't ask for much. I just want a healthy lunch. I want a healthy she lunch. She goes, I don't want like Chinese food that's disgusting. I don't want like, yeah. blah, blah. I don't want like trash, like takeout. I want like nothing like, greasy, nothing to be fried. And like, so we have a thing called Crafty, right? And Crafty yeah, is always, yeah, yeah, it's always on set, but it's always chips. It's Doritos. It's bullshit. And like for me on my shows, I've changed it. Or now that I'm in a position of power, like I want bananas. I yes. want almonds. I want like... Things that'll actually keep us going yeah. in a right way that I don't feel like trash and I'm already upset about the day that I've spent. But yeah. I'm very, the Tahir method is real. It's like, listen, it's real. Yeah. It, I will check. I once wore a shirt that said, Trust nobody. Yeah. Once she my did. paycheck didn't come through. Trust no, I won't be here tomorrow unless that check clears. Yeah. Well, or, why do you show up and do the work if the thing you're doing the work for isn't? Don't get her started. I know that's a lot. We'll be here forever. She has to leave in what fifteen minutes? Yeah, not to even. leave in fifteen but minutes. We have questions that we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah here's your but wait, let me answer round. that one because part of the problem is why we stay is because you love what you do, you love a craft, and you believe you're gonna make a difference, and you believe you want to do better and you think your show is going to make a difference. And you think if you're on the show and sometimes it's your own like delusion that you're going to make a difference on the show and actually bring something out of characters. And like, that's why you say like my last show, they fucked up my, my pace still fucked up. All right, let's do questions. (laughs) We have a lot of questions from listeners and people that I've, I've put on social media. We have put on social media and we are going to. Have you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you tell this bitch doesn't ever fucking look at my Instagram? So I I watch your stories all day long. Well, then why didn't you see these questions? Well, I just thought they were like, that I said, I need questions for um, a new mother and someone who's very successful at their job. Which is you. But yeah. Isn't that You're great fucking that I didn't think welcome. It was about me? I yeah. was like, oh. Okay. okay, so here's your first question. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so actually legitimately questions. Okay, here we go. Um, what do you do as a new mom to feel less isolated? I'm working I'm a working new mother on maternity leave and I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, but most of my friends do not live near me. They live in New York. What can I do to be less isolated? So I think I'm struggling with the same thing and it's very hard in a COVID world because you want to be around other mothers and other people, but you're worried. Like even if you do or do not believe in the being vaccinated, either way, you just cannot, you know, your kids aren't and you can't engage in the same ways or people won't either. So I have found a lot of support in online groups. I think Facebook has been really amazing. Like I've learned in Brooklyn, for example, has all these different groups from Park Slope's mom, like Rush. I'm a part of Russian moms and I am not Russian. I am a person of color. They have let me into their group. Yeah, I'm a part of Russian moms because my sister-in-law is Russian, but they've let me into their group because it's just moms who are going through shit. And like that was their common core, but they've let other people in. Of course. And then in Philadelphia, for example, like my um, in-laws are there and it's been it's been a whole thing. And I actually reached out to a group there because I was going to go there for two weeks. So I think the answer is to look to what online groups you can get. I think it is no matter what, 
as you start, it's going to be very isolating and trying to find like-minded people or people in your exact, because kids are different, right? If it's a different group, if you're six months, it's a different group, if you're a year and it's a different group, if you're two years. So, um, I think trying to find online groups to the best of your ability and looking through can help. And then I also think lean into family because I think it is so hard to, in a, we think it's a post-pandemic world, but it looks like we're starting back up again and trying to find people who you can be around and feel safe around. And it might not be the perfect match or the engagement you want, but at least it is people being there, having good time, and at least exercising those social, that like social bone that we want in our body. I think the biggest yeah. thing about being in COVID is like we're so isolated, to use her word, and we're alone and like, you just want to be out and you want to feel heard and you want to be around people. And it might not be the ideal match of what we ideally want. You know, some people want to be raging in clubs. Other people just want like a wine night. And some people just need other people there. Well, and I think it's like also too, it's like if you're isolated, you feel like you're very isolated and you're by yourself. It's like make a reason to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Like rather, other than going to the grocery store, like, like, make a plan with a friend where you're like for this for these three hours i'm gonna go and either whether it be like getting a babysitter or like having someone having your mother-in-law your mother or someone someone in your family like babysit your child Mm -hmm. and i get that's very hard for like a new mother to like leave their child i'm only like assuming but being able to like have a reason to leave your house is I think is a big deal. No, but you're so right. It is literally make a reason and have intention. And it's like, even if you're leaving to go to Starbucks, like for me, leaving to go to the drive-thru at Starbucks. Leaving to go to Starbucks to berate someone to make them a right coffee (laughs) is a big deal. But it is a big thing. Or even like deciding to go meet someone in the park, even if you're distanced or whatever, or even if you don't care or believe in it, like everyone has their own right to their beliefs. But make an intention for a small thing so that you don't, feel as isolated even if it's a person who doesn't have a kid right it's just that exposure even for a little bit your kid will start crying you'll need to change your diaper it doesn't matter i think about it like for me as an entrepreneur i've felt really (laughs) lonely many times trying to get into the swing of my business or a problem that i'm having and i think no one else has this problem no one else is suffering as much no nothing is going as bad for anybody else it's not this difficult for anybody else but inevitably I talk to my other friends who have companies or who have businesses or who work for themselves or even some of my friends who are freelancers and work Mm -hmm. for other people totally understand what I'm going through. So I think what you're saying is like find other people who are in a similar position, whether or not they're a mom or have a child, just someone who wants to get out of the house or wants to talk to someone else. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to reach to. You know, it doesn't specifically need to be that specific circumstance it is literally like who are like-minded people who just want to meet someone else like my fiance has been struggling so much in the pandemic and like he needs people interaction it doesn't need to be anyone like him we could go to any kind of bar he just wants to be able to talk to people yeah i'm a little different that way like i do want to talk to like-minded people and i want to talk to my friends you know that's what i miss more but he's kind of the person where like and he's a great example of that he just needs to get out. He right. will talk to anyone at the gas station. Go to the gas station, you know? Right. Go to go pick up wine somewhere or like go to a supermarket and just actually spend the time to linger a little bit, right. you know? Yeah. So I think 
Yeah, there's always someone passing out free samples yeah. who is there to make conversation. Yeah. So isolation is natural in this state and hard, but just try a little bit to don't look for anyone. Just look for someone who will receive you. Right. I think a lot of people think they should look for another young mom, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily nope. it. They should look for someone else who wants to get out. Exactly. And two, it's like a thing where it's like there's going to be many people that are in your same position no matter what. Yeah, but you won't always know it. So yeah, you just right. have to talk. Like, you can't look for another mom in a stroller. Another mom in a stroller, like, there's also, like, if you judge moms by strollers, then you're like, oh, I can't talk to you. You're in this yeah, kind yeah. of stroller. You know, like, I'm in a travel stroller. Right. I'm ready to go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, there has to be a lot of, like, you were talking about mom shame earlier. I feel like there has to be all of that. Because, like, gay culture, right? You're wearing sneakers, he's wearing boots. Like, there's all different kinds of snap judgments that we make on each other. And I'm sure it's got to be just like that in every community. Yeah. And so, for young moms feeling like nervous about being mm-hmm. a mommy and then also guilty about wanting to get out, and then on top of it, feeling isolated from the other people who you're seeing at the park, at the grocery yeah. store, at mommy and me class, it's got to be very overwhelming. I met Chris seven weeks into having my baby. And like, a lot of like, side shame and other moms shaming like but i for going back to work yeah and that quickly she'd be pumping at the we'd be like having a meeting and she'd be like like we'd be like like having a full-blown meeting and she'd be pumping in the meeting and we'd be like yeah and there was our our main boss was like also pumping as well and it was like yeah i did a post about it and i was very very lucky that the show i came back to out of like being a mom was this kind of show and that I was surrounded by the people I I was surrounded by because I had a co-EP another main boss who was also a new mom newish mom I think at that time her kid was over a year she was yeah she was a little older but over a year and I had a seven week year old but she was very understanding to like what the needs were and she was pumping too in the office and then I had people around me who understood like I'm gonna give 110 percent but it is hard for me. I'm still a mom. Like, yeah, I want to drink after work, but no, I have to go back and pump. Like, I can't drink or all my milk or is go shit. be or relieve your nanny to then yeah. go be with your child for the rest of the night. Exactly. Right? But it is so hard, and other people shame you. It's yeah. like it's people shame other people in relationships, like what you give or what your role is. Right. It's like it's continuous on this, and I think actually maybe I'm feeling very philosophical at this moment. Here we go. Here we go. But this whole, you know, concept of sustainability is also your, like, mental sustainability. Of course. Like, what you can put in your life. And because it is hard. And you have to surround your people, surround yourself with people who believe in these same sort of values. Whether or not they're going to hold you accountable. Like, Chris and you can believe in ultimate sustainability, for example, right? Like, I fully believe in what you're doing, but I can't be held too tight accountable because I can't do it naturally in my life all the time. I mean, you have a baby who is relying on you. But I want to, right? right? So I want someone in my life who can like understand that and like lead me on the path to be like, these are the things you can do, but I won't shame you if not, you know? It's like people shame moms about breastfeeding. I went back to work at seven weeks. I can't fucking breastfeed all the time. It's insane. I was depleted. Yeah. But also I don't want to feel shamed by that because guess what? Formula does exist. Yeah. And they can get all the same nutrients. Yeah. So it's like... I think what I hear you saying is to not feel... Like, not let yourself feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many voices, whether they're from the outside or from the inside, that are going to 
encourage you to feel like what you're doing isn't enough or it's not right. Yeah. But when you look a little deeper, whether it's being a caregiver or a mom or having a husband or a pet or Mm -hmm. two jobs, everyone has things that are depleting them. Yeah. And everyone is looking for a little outlet for some outside connection. Yeah. So just allowing yourself that space to replenish yourself. Yeah. So that you can continue to be a good mom, a good caregiver, a good employee, a good wife or mother. Yeah. You'll change. You can edit this out, but I think I've just changed your podcast. It should be like sustainable friendships. Like it starts on sustainability, but everyone wants a place. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Chris is over me, but he loves okay, what's the next Listen, question? I, I, I'm on Tara can't do anything without putting her fucking steak in it a little but bit. But guess which is what? Fine, which I'm is great. It. Which is great and why I love you. But guess what? I have, this has felt so good. Right. And in terms of it being like she the conversation to, she, at any moment, she way. needs to bolt out the door and she's like, oh, let's do a part two. Let's do this. Like, she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. Have we'll do bolt. it. No, we don't. But I, I have one it. more. I have one more questions before we. You got like three in you. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Okay. This is a work one. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can I get someone in parentheses, my boss, who doesn't like me to like me? I started on a project later than most of my coworkers and my boss barely acknowledges me or includes me in things. I know I kind of missed the boat as far as break, uh, as far as icebreakers goes. So how do I make sure that I'm a part of the team? Question mark. P.S. All of my coworkers are people I've worked with before and they all sing my praises. It's mainly just my boss that I need to win over. Mm. I think that's a little hard, but I think it starts with representing yourself. And I think it's having that awkward conversation up front because if you've worked with all your coworkers and they believe in your talent and what you can do, you have to represent yourself to your boss. And it has to be one of those that, Hey, I know you've put me in this box. I know you think I am X, Y, and Z, but I don't think I've had the opportunity to show you who I can be. This is Tahira to a T, by the way. I knew, as soon as I saw this question, I was I like, Tahira, I knew that it's I believe gonna, in yeah, it. it. You're right, though. I believe in it, and I believe you have to do that. And if that person doesn't give you that chance after that, then they're the asshole and they're limiting you, but at least you put it out there. You have to redirect yourself because maybe there is something you did at the beginning that you're not sure of, or maybe, like, for me, it'd be like, I ordered a $70 lunch on a $15 <laughs> budget. <laughs> that would you be know? Tahira, that by would, the way. That, and that would, would be when I off. have to redirect, you right. know, because I'm like, oh, we're not do- all doing this. But one of these things where you have to redirect and present yourself somewhere else. And if everyone, because if the, the person didn't say that all my coworkers are behind you, I'd say you might need to reflect and look at what you're doing. But if everyone else supports you, you have to present yourself differently to them Give them the chance to accept you in what you are presenting and the chance to prove yourself. And then if not, you got to move on. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second Mm -hmm. because I've really been someone who struggles with a work-life balance. I work from home. I am obsessed with my work. My work is my baby. It's Mm -hmm. like just totally overtakes everything I do. And so my big question is, does this person really need their boss to like them? Or is it okay to just show up and get your check and like not have a boss who's in love with you? I think, I personally think you should always 
you always need your boss to like you. And you and always you, and and you it's always like, need that respect. It, Even if you're deciding you're not going to be there, you should always have people that are going to sing your praises as you move forward. It's I think it's always our job to make sure our job our bosses like us. And to know that you were valued, even if you don't value the job and you want to go elsewhere, it's your job to make sure that people recommend you, people like you, and they will put you forth. So now as a boss, because I, I don't, I don't work for anyone currently. Stop bragging. I wonder how I would feel if someone came to me and said, I'm concerned that you don't like me. Mm -hmm. I think I would appreciate that person for having the directness and the self-esteem to address the situation. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like it could create some awkward tension moving forward where I now have to somehow be performative to make them feel like I like them when really I just want them to do their job. Yeah. No, I a thousand percent agree. And I don't think like for me, I cannot like someone and still work with them. I think that's my job. I don't ever have to address it. It's like, I don't really like you. And I don't think with what her question, my stake my position was, if you want to progress, you should be trying to redirect, you should be redirecting yourself as an employee. It should not get personal. Like, oh, you don't like me. This is an issue or I'm afraid you don't. It's maybe I haven't presented myself as the best employee. Let me tell you what I'm trying to do. Right. And what I want to prove to you. But it should never be like what you're saying. Like, oh, I don't think you like. No, because we shouldn't. I mean, look. I, we, we can't like everyone. No. And that has nothing to do with the workplace. I think a really good employee is someone who can work with people who don't, you don't necessarily like everyone. We can't naturally do that. And it shouldn't be a thing where you have to only work with people you like. That's bullshit. You should be able to work with everyone based on their capacity. And I think that's a difference. If someone's not doing their job, and Chris and I spoke about that earlier, you should be let go because of that. Right. But it, it shouldn't be based on personality and people use that. It shouldn't be, oh, you don't like me, which is why I'm not progressing. No, right. I probably don't like you because you're not pulling your weight and so that annoys me. Maybe for that person going in and being really direct, but saying, you know, can you evaluate my performance? Yeah. I How think can I do better in your eyes? Because it's also, she's saying it's her superior. So how are they evaluating her? And I think it's important to understand, this is what I'm trying to do. Maybe it's not registering with you. I'd like to do better or more in your eyes. And you know, it's humbling yourself. It's being like, she probably thinks she's doing amazing. But guess what? You're not evaluating yourself. And whoever's evaluating you, try to register on that level. We also might have a mean girl on our hands. Who do you think's the mean girl? The boss. Mm. And in that and in that sense, if you are the employee and the mean girl is the employer, because again, this person said all of my other coworkers I've met with, I, I've worked with before, and they really like me. So it's like, and like they sing my praises, and I'm a good worker. Like mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? Like in the event that you have a mean girl on your hands, aka your boss, what I do personally is give make a reason for them to have to have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. that is like and that is not a conversation where you're challenging them but a conversation where like I did this thing and like I need to discuss it with you so that we can move forward like Mm -hmm. find a reason that you the two of you have to be in a room together so that that person has to acknowledge Mm -hmm. you that's always what I've done and it's always been really great 
in the sense of like, I've forced this, this, this little stalemate that we've been in. Mm-hmm. I've forced that to come to a head where they have to look at me in the eyes and like, ex- like say something to me. Yeah. And I don't know what, the, and that's not to be, that's not to say like be messy and like have a reason not to do that. Messy, but, but like direct. do something where you take something over where it's like, oh, I will, this will be my responsibility. And then I then have to report it to that person. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, it's every Devil Wears Prada yeah. that yeah. we've ever seen where that dynamic of the person who's kissing ass is always the least favorite. So don't kiss their ass, mm-hmm. right? Be direct. What do you need? What could I be doing better? I also think you can be really direct without being personal. Like, what about saying things like, what do you look for in a team member? Yeah. And just getting some bullet points from the person on what they're after. So I think this person could really stand to focus on the goal of getting more positive feedback without worrying so much about being liked. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter that their coworkers like your boss needs to like you. Yeah. yeah. And they your really boss, don't need to like yeah. you. They really need to like your work. Exactly. Tia Francis. Mm-hmm. T Fran on Instagram. <laughs> T underscore Fran. Um, thank you for being with us. Thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for getting drunk with me in the middle of the day. Um, we have a few rapid fire questions that we give to everyone at I'm the ready. end. What's one of the things that you've owned for the longest time? Like, what's something that you've owned for a very, very long time? It goes between a Chanel bag and a pair of, like, seven for all mankind that I've had since high school. What's something that you use often that you wish was made with better quality? My wine opener. Ooh, <laughs> fair. That's very fair for you, especially. What's the one modern convenience that you cannot live without? I know what it is. Modern convenience I can't live without? I'm going to get very... Electricity is weird. Okay, that's not... <laughs> no, I think that's, that's totally fair. No, but a lot no. of people don't. Like, my sister is right now in the process of bringing her kids back to Zimbabwe to spend time with their family. And I'm like, listen, mother truckers, you don't know. We used to live there, and we didn't have electricity half the time. And so like, you know. Yeah, I know. From personal experience. What it's like to charge your ship before 2 p.m. because the power is about to go out. Wow. But what did you think it was for me? Drizzly. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Friday, Drizzly saved me because my mother-in-law showed up unexpected. And I was going to do a dry weekend because I'm trying to lose weight and be a fit bitch. And then I realized I had no wine and she showed up with her dog that is not trained. Cheetos to give to my son who only eats food I make. And she brought Cheetos and I was like, I need wine. And Drizzly saved me. What do you find yourself always spending money on? Wine. Um, Wine, burpees, and leggings. I, like, always want a leggings that's going to make me feel better. And, like, high-waisted, now with pockets is my criteria. Those are the three. Mm. What is your least sustainable habit? It's it's my Trader Joe's or straws. Like I really don't care. Honestly, I know we did this. I don't give a fuck about straws. Yeah, I like straws, and like only certain places have the new like paper straws. I like straws. Yeah, 
Because also, although they say straws give you wrinkles, straws actually protect from a lot of other... Yeah, teeth-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you've ever had Invisalign or braces, straws were your savior. So I like straws. Straws are unsustainable. Everything I get from Trader Joe's is unsustainable. And probably my again my ginger shots yeah, yeah. so like packaging packaging yeah packaging yeah, yeah. packaging Your ginger shots you love a ginger shot she i love a her. ginger shot i feel like i you the last time you came to this apartment i was like do you want to i feel yes. like you have them yes Didn't i give you one i'm more? actually a little disappointed yeah. and i just there's feel like no for ginger shot right now. anyone listening there's no Hassan. there's no ginger shot i don't even know what i'm doing for anyone listening i feel like there is a hole in the market for sustainable ginger shots yeah. yes yeah she loves the This woman loves the ginger shot. Love it. Can't get enough. What is your most sustainable habit? Sex. What? Oh, yeah. Doesn't take away from anyone. Yeah. I don't put anything into is the environment. Expert? I don't. I mean, if you're doing it right, it should be totally natural. No plastic condoms. Dear God <laughs> in heaven. I'm gonna, okay, all right, everyone. That's I gave the, that for DeRosa. That was for DeRosa. Let Jesus me think. Jesus Christ. What's my most sustainable habit? Um, I think making my own baby food. I think, no, it's I, it's yeah. something I watched you do, and it's yeah. very... It's and like, it means a lot to yeah. me. It means yeah. a lot to yeah. me. But also, I'm just thinking, now that I'm learning a lot, sex is very valid, though. Chris. It's a totally... Like, I thought that was your real answer. No, it kind of was, but Chris, you see about this sustainable. There's yeah. no sustainable, and there's no, there's no sex shaming either. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, 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 I needed you to just like elaborate on, no. <laughs> on what you meant there. No, I guess you're right. I don't put anything into the world yeah, like we do it by true. ourselves. Just, if yeah. I don't want to have babies, it happens in a towel that I wash with oh, recyclable God. water. Okay. okay. <laughs> You know, it has been absolutely amazing getting to know you. <laughs> that is our time. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your perspective on everything. Obviously, the world that we're living in is not sustainable. And I think that so many of the points of what means the most to you really give a lot of insight into how we can make the world a better place. And I just think that you are absolutely gorgeous and so, so hilarious. Thank you. Wow, what a nice send off to tea, Fran. <laughs> I know, I feel so great. I don't even want to leave. Okay, you're so great. okay. Ready for this? You're yeah. a stupid ass bitch. <laughs> See, that's the Derosa I know. See, that's what I'm conditioned to. No, but thank you guys so much, and thank, thank you. you for enlightening me for this last hour. It's been really great having these kind of conversations. And thank listen, we're here for you, so if you're running into sustainable problems or you just need someone to Drink feed the meter, then you just give us a call, and we are always in your corner. Thank you for being here. I love you more than anything in this whole world, and I love you so much, and thank you for being fun on this podcast with us. Thank you. And guys. letting us be, a, you're being a fucking guinea pig. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, time for another review. And this one's very, very intimate. Yeah, I think this is going to be a shitty product to review. I hate you. <laughs> okay, so this is called plant paper. It's what sustainable we have in, toilet paper. What we have in front of us is like a roll of, to, what we to believe are is a roll of toilet paper wrapped in like a brown paper. Like a tissue paper. Like a tissue, brown tissue paper. And I think you can buy these in a case, but I, I purchased them individually. Just a free flowing. 
one at a time. Um, okay, I don't so- remember the price, but it was nominal compared to what you would spend on like normal toilet paper. Not, no- I mean, you can get toilet paper for like sixty nine cents a roll. Yeah, this who- felt like n- comparable to a normal luxury toilet. A Charmin, sh- like a two ply, three yeah, ply. Copy situation. that. Okay, plant paper is tree-free, toxin-free toilet paper. 100% FSC certified bamboo, three-ply septic safe. The back says, ecology is intimate. There's nothing clean about toilet paper made from trees. Just one roll requires 37 gallons of water and a gallon of additives like bleach and formaldehyde, which accumulate in the body and lead to UTIs, hemorrhoids, and fissures. Anal fissures? Oh, my my God. God. Wow. Talk about read the fine print. This is disgusting. Oh my God. I told you this would be a shitty product. Then there's the cost in trees, over 27,000 of which are flushed down the world's toilets every day. There is a better way. Made of 100% FSC. What is FSC? Do you know? Not off the top of my head. FSC certified bamboo. Plant paper is stronger, softer, and made without the use of harsh chemicals. Plant paper keeps you clean and leaves no trace. Um... Love that. So, in theory, the reason that we don't like normal toilet paper is all everything that they've said here, right? Like, it's bleached. Um, it's made out of, like, trees that, like, they cut down and it's deforestation, correct? Right, That's, right. like, the point of it is right. that, like, we don't need to do this. And bamboo is sustainable because it grows so quickly, correct? It it's, like, grows, very much a weed. Right. It grows much more quickly and apparently processing it is, like, no harsher than... And it doesn't... I don't think that it... Requires as much water. Doesn't require as much water. And it's, yeah, I mean, everything you said. Okay, so I fucking know everything. Okay, cool. Um, All right, so let's open it up. I mean, I'm just going to point out, because we've talked about this before, it is clearly labeled that this is made in China. Wait, where? Right on the bottom under the description. All right, it literally says plantpaper.us, and then it says made in China, please recycle. Right, and and I think what they're saying is recycle this this. tissue paper wrapper. So in first packaging, this is not horrible. No, I think this is really good for packaging, especially because if you're someone who like gives gifts, you could even reuse this tissue paper. And like wrap wrap it up, yeah, use it as tissue paper. Right, before the recipient recycles. If you're someone that gives gifts. Um, I know people who don't. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, so that's like easy packaging. There's no plastic at all. It's just a tissue paper that is, in theory, recyclable. Um, TBD. Well, there's a little bit of a sheen on it, so you never know. Upon first inspection, this feels like a normal toilet paper roll. Um, It's got like the little seal that you kind of got to pull the first layer off. It's not white. It is like a brown-esque color. And it's textured. It's like... Like little dots on it. Like little dots. Like similar to like a normal toilet paper. And perforated like a normal toilet paper. And I've just grabbed one layer and it is three ply. Um, For a three ply, no, it's like thick. It's, yeah, it's not th- a Charmin Ultra Soft. I'll tell you that much. You would know. <laughs> um, It's, I'm nervous. Well, I think at this point we're going to take a little break and we'll let you know. Wait, I'm not ready. I'm not oh. done yet. All right, well. Never mind. Maybe I am. Okay, we're back. So tell me everything. Um, Okay, enjoyed. I used three three little squares. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Um, I used three squares too. I thought that that was an appropriate amount. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a little more 
durable than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. However, like, I'm a hairy person. Okay. I'm not. It was fine, but like, if I would have like let myself go a little bit, if you know what I'm saying, I do. We would have a problem. I feel like the texture is like kind of weirdly smooth. Yeah, I'm you know wondering, I mean? and I also like didn't. I just like put it on there and saw what was up. Okay, I wasn't like taking a huge dump and then like do like I didn't actually really need to like use right, it right right sure. but I just did it so I'm like wondering how absorbent it would be I liked it like if it was in a bathroom that I was yeah, using I'd be okay I would be like okay cool brown toilet paper that's fine and it didn't it doesn't feel you know like you see brown toilet paper and you think this is gonna be like sandpaper like, fuck right yeah. no it wasn't like that it was good it was good it was like I also put, I also have a bidet, a tushy bidet at home. Love. And I, so I put a little bit of water on it and mm-hmm. then like then used it and saw like what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't horrible, but like if I then like took another, I like, took another little piece and like put water on it and just like felt it with my hands and yeah. it did like rip apart pretty easily. Yeah. It's. But like every toilet paper is going to. Yeah. Most of them will. And interestingly, I feel like because it's three ply, it's like a little too buoyant like it's like bouncy and I don't want it to be I want it to be like a little less smooth and a little less bouncy and I felt like it did an adequate job of being toilet paper but I didn't I wasn't like oh I'm hooked it's not revolutionary no however it's not bleached and it's not and again for me with someone with a bidet I don't use a lot of toilet paper anyway right, anymore right. so like this is actually really great because I really only need like a one square of it and then I'm like Gucci so I mean this is, is sustainable. sustainable I feel like for me if I was gonna like give them some feedback get them I would be like try a different texture rather than these like little dots and maybe like I would I would be interested in a two-ply option Cause it felt like a lot, like it just felt really thick in my hands. Yeah. But I like that rather than it being too, too thin. I would rather use like an extra square than like be like, this is a real handful. Oh no, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm the opposite. Do you fold or crinkle your toilet paper? I fold it. Yeah. I crinkle. See, we're like, it's just, you know, to each their own. Yeah. We're alike in so many ways, but in this way. We're different. We're very different. Well, this was fun <laughs> and different. All right. Um, yeah, but we like it. We approve. Yeah, we definitely approve. Okay, great. Another episode in the books. I feel closer to you than ever, and we've shared so much on this episode. Thank you for getting so personal with me. Shared stories, shared stories about our buttholes, shared stories about how we wipe our buttholes. Yeah. I mean, and that's not information that most people get out of me without, I mean, that's not information most people get out of me, but definitely not without a cocktail. Yeah. And here we are. Wow. Well, until next time. (laughs) Thanks for joining us and can't wait to have you back for another episode (laughs) of this is not not sustainable. sustainable. What will we do next? (laughs) Okay. I'm done. Do you have a question you'd like us to answer or a product you'd like us to review? 
send us an email at notsustainablepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a comment or send us a DM at This Is Not Sustainable on TikTok or This Is Not Sustainable Pod on Instagram. This podcast is produced by me, Zero Waste Daniel. And me, Chris DeRosa. Artwork was done by me. Editing was done by me. And if you couldn't tell, we literally did this all on our own. Special thanks to Mario and Hassan for allowing us to turn our living rooms into recording studios. And thank you to all of our guests for their unfiltered honesty as it pertains to sustainability. Until next time. 